Madness is here. Say goodbye to busted brackets because FanDuel lets you bet on every game of the tournament. Whether you're betting on a big upset or a one seed, it's time to go dancing on America's number one sports book. Right now, new customers get $200 in bonus bets if your first $5 bet wins on FanDuel. That's 200 bucks to use on point spreads, money lines. You can even pick who's going to win it all. Just visit FanDuel.com slash on three and bet on college hoops until they cut down the nets. Must be 21 and older and present in select states. First online real money wager only. $10 first deposit required. Bonus issued as non-withdrawable bonus. Bets that expire seven days after receipt. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. FanDuel is offering online sports wagering in Kansas under an agreement with Kansas Star Casino LLC. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit fanduel.com slash RG in Colorado, Iowa, Michigan, New Jersey, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Illinois, Kentucky, Tennessee, Virginia, and Vermont. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP or text next step to 53342 in Arizona, 1-888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org slash chat in Connecticut, 1-800-9-WITH-IT in Indiana, 1-800-522-4700 or visit ksgamblinghelp.com. Dot com in Kansas, one eight seven 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 zero stop in Louisiana. Visit mdgamblinghelp.org in Maryland. Visit one eight hundred gambler.net in West Virginia or call one eight hundred five two two four seven zero zero in Wyoming. Hope is here. Visit gambling helpline ma.org or call eight hundred three two seven fifty fifty four twenty four seven support in Massachusetts or call one eight seven seven eight hope. NY or text Hope NY in New York. Hey everybody, welcome to LedmanRow.com. This is Talking Stuff, the Ohio State Recruiting Podcast brought to you by Buyers Automotive. If you're looking for an auto in Central Ohio, go to BuyersAuto.com, find one there. If you're looking for stuff, stay right here today. Myself, Zach Carpenter, Spencer Holbrook are going to be talking about a number of things, including the on three 100 uh, rankings in the class of 2023, how kids use their Instagrams, quarterback recruiting, and a lot more. So. Uh, let's get to the show. Welcome back. We're here. We're actually inside the Woody Hayes Athletic Center. It's raining out there, but Spencer Holbrook, Zach Carpenter, and myself, Jeremy Birmingham, are here because we just needed to be around each other. It's the odor I missed of football. You know, don't you just miss the smell of football? I, I miss it so much it hurts sometimes. The pad, the pad and the grass, that, that sweat. Of yeah. the football players, you know. I forgot my deodorant on this trip. So, like, if, if I begin to smell like a football player, it's because I'm in this building, not because I'm just... Well, I shockingly have no sense of smell. Oh. Like, it's you like, can't it's smell. It's like the dude from Dewey He's Cox. colorblind. This is amazing. Uh, just a just a verge right here. Perfect team right here. Berm, uh, let me ask you something. Sure. Do you still have Letterman Row in your Instagram bio? Uh, I do. Okay. I was just making sure. Cause... That's how you know I'm committed to Letterman Row. But that's something I think people freak out about. And we're going to start there because Caleb Burton over the weekend removed Ohio State football commit from his Instagram profile, although he still has it on his Twitter profile. And then I started to get text messages and message board posts about his commitment. And oh my gosh, there's a decommitment coming. Why is Ohio State's class falling apart? How come they can't get any momentum? Zach, I know you're an avid social media user. Zach is on every dating site in the country. No to man. 
Or well, women. Not, not all of them. Yeah. Not all of them. <laughs> the big three, though. And, you know, how often do you change your stuff in your profile? Well, if it's working, I don't change it very often, to be honest. But, I mean, once a month, you got to go back and, like, kind of retool things, recalibrate. It's it's interesting, though. I, I think it's funny. Like, if a recruit wanted to just let all hell break loose, he could just delete something, delete Ohio State commit, Texas commit, or whatever, right off the right off the page but, and then just see just watch the world burn after that but that's what's happening i mean these kids are dumb. these kids are 16 17 years old and and folks i mean they have more going on in their life than just college football recruiting and so i know that people like to use those sort of markers as telltales or whatever like oh this is coming this is coming caleb burton is not going anywhere he's firmly committed to ohio state uh the, the kid has other stuff in his life and you know my i, I know people teenagers that will tweet a, a tweet and if it doesn't get enough likes then they delete it do you do that too no do I, do i don't care about how many likes i get uh but like instagram posts uh, people post them and if they don't get enough feedback then they instantly delete it like what is the point it's social uh, media is so stupid yeah but I, uh like jair brown took ohio state out of his twitter bio a few like about a year ago or something like that and Everybody was like, oh, he's going to decommit. He's going to decommit. And then the rumors started flying. And guess what? Jair Brown's still in the Ohio State yeah. class. And Jaheim Singletary had Ohio State football commit in his profile all the way until the day he said nope. Yeah, it's just one of those things where we're trying to grasp it. A lot of people are trying to grasp at straws and look for something when nothing's there. I think that's just another situation we have here. Yeah, I mean, it's one of these moments in the new era of college football and recruiting where people – are, are given so much access and so much information that it can sometimes just be a little bit overwhelming. And I ask you, if you're watching this and you're, you're somebody who's watching these profiles, understand that there's, they're, they're kids, they're kids. They're for the love of God, they're kids. Who's checking these they're Instagrams daily? I mean, there's a lot of people who clearly do. I mean, I, and I, I, in a way I always kind of appreciate it because there are times when something like that happens, it ends up being a, a lead to something going on. But in this instance, I, I think we can firmly just put that to bed. So, um, one thing that is not being put to bed for Ohio State. I love segues. See, you keep ruining them, though, by saying now, how good the segue is. No, but is. I think it's important that people out there recognize how good it is. Um, quarterback recruiting is changing in a big, big way for Ohio State, not just in the class of 2023, which Ryan Day talked about on Monday, but also in the class of 2022. And right now, Ohio State, guys, is not even like having recruiting meetings because they're focused fully on getting ready for the football season. So they're not having like team meetings about recruiting. They're not having a staff meeting and sitting down and going, okay, let's talk about this guy. Let's talk about this guy. But there's going to be a day in the next couple of weeks when that focus shifts a little bit and the class of 2022 quarterback recruiting uh, gets back into the spotlight. And we talked about Drew Aller two weeks ago on the show and how that's a possibility for Ohio State to reach out. I, I still don't know if he's going to be a guy that answers the call, but there is no doubt in my mind after talking to people that they're going to be trying. And that's going to be one of the more interesting subplots that happen here in the next couple months. Yeah, because it's kind of weird. We thought that Ohio State would probably take the 2023 class and not really sit it out, but really go after their, you know, one of those OKGs, our kind of guys, instead of going after the top of the top of the list. And now you look at 2022 and you think, okay, maybe Ohio State will go after, you know, one of the, you know, one of the OKGs instead of one of the top of the top of the list. No, that's not happening at all. Drew, Drew Allar, Allar, Allar. Aller. Aller is one of the top. Like the Allosaurus, the dinosaur. Is the Bronchosaurus. 
He's one of the top quarterbacks in the country. He, he performed very well at the Elite 11. I think he rated ahead of Quinn Ewers in that in that particular well, event. In the, on three sports, top uh, 300 for class 2022. He's the number one ranked quarterback in the country. And and that is telling. I mean, it's I don't know if he... I, I might take Cade Klubnik over him in the class of 2022. Uh, I really like a lot of what I saw out of Cade in the, at the opening in the Elite 11. But Drew, I mean, this is a kid who's a legitimate six foot five, 225 pounds. It is the... He is. He looks the part, and he didn't last year when we saw him. Remember when we saw him last summer at, yes. at uh, yeah. whatever Obet's camp fortress, whatever. Um, and he was very skinny, and he has really changed his body. And I think that he he has to be the 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 call that gets made. But if he doesn't answer, what do you do? Do you skip it? Go to the transfer portal? Do you find an OKG, uh, or do you just move on to 23 and take a real, real swing at Arch Manning? And well, so, something, well, something I wanted to ask you uh, real quick was: Do you think? I mean, it, if he had developed, uh, if he had developed a little faster, do you think that Ohio State the staff might have gone after him a little, a little sooner, and now they wouldn't be playing from behind in his recruitment? Well, or do you think that's not? I'm gonna, that doesn't matter. Here's what happened: So last football season, when Ohio was actually playing, you know, full time schedule, and most places weren't, Drew Aller was tearing it up. And there were a lot of people in this building that were noticing. And there was a, a very serious conversation last November, early November, about offering him once the state playoffs finished in Ohio. And then Quinn Ewer said, I want to go to Ohio State. And then everything changed. And so I, 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 they were definitely paying attention. The way that Drew Aller played in the, the big games, the Lakewood St. Ed's, the Ignatius games, he really put on a show in those performances and and that opened Ohio State's eyes. And yeah, I mean, I think that there was even talk still after Quinn Ewers um, made the switch from Texas, uh, should we offer now and go after a two quarterback class? But the, And then Drew blew up. And so then it's like all of a sudden, you know, he's not going to be a part of a two man class. And so things change. But back to the point I was going to make is that it's very obvious now Ohio State is not you know, we see Oklahoma every other class. We Where the wind Clemson. comes sweeping down the plains. We see Clemson every other class. You've got these schools really strategically recruiting based on, you know, every other year they're going to take an elite quarterback. Ohio State is obviously not in the business of doing that. C.J. Stroud in 2020, Cal McCord in 2021, Quinn Ewers in now 2021 was going to be 2022. Now you talk about going after Drew Aller in 2022, you know they're going to go after a top guy in 23. Jaden Davis is right there in 24. Ohio State's already interested in him and, and has already offered him. This is not a this is not a program that's just going to sit back and watch other schools get this talent when they can get one of these guys every year. It's just not going to happen. Well, Ryan Day said it on Monday. He said, we're going to recruit the best players we can recruit. And that's, to some people, might seem a little counterintuitive because you are recruiting almost with the knowledge that someone's going to transfer. But the job of Ohio State's coaches is to put the best players on the Ohio State roster. And how that gets there, I don't know. I mean, again, 2022, if Drew Aller says I'm not interested, then I think you have to just take a step back. You don't go out and recruit a player for Ohio State's football team that you don't think can play at Ohio State. Like, that's never going to work. Like, you don't recruit guys that are worse just because you need someone in the class, right? I think, I think going back to the point you were just talking about with the transfer portal, obviously Ryan Day's had the philosophy that we talked about before. He wants four guys in the yeah. room. On scholarship and now i mean with the transfer transfer portal the way it is you kind of have to have that approach it feels like you probably going forward you have to have that approach of we need to bring in a guy yeah. in every class and not just a developmental guy 
Well, that's what Oklahoma did in 22. They skipped quarterback recruiting essentially in 2022 and just brought in a transfer from Penn State whose name is escaping me, but it doesn't matter because he's never going to play there. He's just a, a guy to fill the spot between Spencer Rattler and Caleb Williams. And so, you know, with Clemson, I mean, we've talked about this before, but their their quarterback situation after DJ Uyunglele is like, who the heck is there? Like Tyson, it's Tyson Pumachon, and he's still recovering from a torn Achilles. And he's like a guy they thought was going to play tight end or something when they had these other guys coming in. So you're dealing with some really interesting subplots, and people want to talk about Arch Manning. And I was like, I was so so hoping that we would get to go through the 2023 cycle without having to find one of these players. But now people are going to talk about Arch Manning a lot. Well, he was going to visit here in June, and Ohio State didn't you know, get that to happen. And I don't think they really cared at the time because they are like, okay, well, it's not going to matter. We're not going to recruit that guy in 23. And now you have to make that call. And, and that call has already been made, and they're trying to rebuild that relationship. But isn't it crazy we're talking about playing from behind when it's like not – these kids have 18 months to commit and sign somewhere. Can't even be contacted which I think is why we're, I mean, yeah. we're in a dead period right now. And over the next two weeks, nothing's yeah. happening. So, But it, it's an interesting thought exercise because if, if the Buckeyes adopt that Oklahoma and Clemson philosophy of recruiting every other year at quarterback, you know, we talked all summer about how 23 was going to be a, a likely year for an in-state quarterback, a guy like Cam Swiger, who I've talked about from Anthony Wayne up near Toledo. Like it, he was a good, solid fit in that mix. And now you'd probably not. So now if you go out and you get someone big time in 23, whether and then you Jaden Davis, if he reclassifies or, or Adrian Posey down there in Miami, like what do they do? Does 2025 now? Oh, God, I can't believe I'm talking about it. But like you have a kid like Ryan Montgomery at Finley, who is Luke Montgomery's younger brother, who has offers from Michigan, who has offers from Penn State, who has offers from Tennessee and these big schools that are trying to leverage his recruitment into Luke's recruitment. And it almost makes it potentially easier for Ohio State to look down the road and say, okay, well, Ryan's a guy who now fits into this if if 24 happens in a different way. So I, there's all these just moving parts. And there's the reclassification part because you right. just mentioned the Jaden Davis rumors. Obviously, Quinn reclassified. And I'm wondering if that's going to wind up being some sort of trend. I didn't think it would be. But if we start heading toward that, it just throws yet another wrench into the into the cycle. If Jaden Davis grows a mullet, I'm out. There's a lot of stuff happening. And, and one of the things that has <laughs> happened – uh, this past weekend, Zach went to Nashville, down there to Lipscomb Academy, the home of Trent Dilfer's bud budding, blossoming, blooming football program. Hey, hey, what's your favorite dinosaur, though? Uh, yeah, it used to be the raptor. Mm. It used to be a raptor until I found out they were, like, this tall yeah. and, like, this big. Jurassic like, just, Park completely frauds. lied about the, the raptor. Completely lied. They're birds. They're tiny birds. And that was the worst one yeah. of the three, too, yeah. the, about the raptor. So it goes, goes to goes the figure. But. Unbelievable. What's yours? Think about it. I mean, oh, I, it has to be the Tyrannosaurus. Right? I didn't even say it. Yeah, mine, mine's a T-Rex. It has to be. Didn't you see Land Before Time? Come yeah, on. Yeah, but I like the escapability of the pterodactyl. Oh. Big bird guy. Big bird guy. Uh, all right. I Big bird on Sesame Street. What Probably his favorite Sesame Street character, What was the too. fundamental difference between a pterodactyl and a pterodon? So let's talk Nashville. It's a pterodon. <laughs> It's another flying dinosaur. Oh, it's the same thing. <laughs> yeah, but I think it's a smaller version. Do you see the things that we learn on this show? I think it's a smaller version of the pterodactyl. Uh, the pterodactyl had that one, that big thing on the back of the head, you know? Like, you know? Yeah, I'm going to have to just take your word for it. But anyway, go to, you went to Nashville. Um, speaking of dinosaurs, speaking you went of to dinosaurs, Nashville. You went to see Trent Dilfer. Um, <laughs> and uh, 
you went there to see a couple Ohio State recruits, probably in the class of 2024 and 2025. Edwin Spillman, the linebacker, um, that's kind of the, the big one there. And then there's Caleb Beasley, the cornerback, who we saw him again out at um, Obets in April. And we saw him here, too. He's right. And there. he was the best cornerback at the Obets camp in April, in my opinion. What did you learn in Nashville? Yeah, I mean, in both of their cases, they're both 2024 20, guys, so it's one of those wait-and-see approaches. Yeah. I mean, Edwin Spillman already has an offer. He's one of six guys uh, in his class with an Ohio State offer, so that tells you plenty about uh, about his potential. Um, so, yeah, starting with him, he just he plays his jack role down there for uh, for Lipscomb, and uh, he'll be on he'll be rushing from a two-point stance as a defensive end, outside linebacker, safety. He'll go cover sl- uh, slot receivers and tight ends, and sometimes play uh, Mike linebacker and talking to Dilfer down there and their defensive coordinator. It just, he seems like tailor-made for that bullet yeah. role, but they, I know that Ohio State is recruiting him as an outside linebacker right now because, as we both talked about, there's two, three years for the body to develop. And, and he's already like 6'3", 215 yeah. pounds, so yeah. you don't know how much bigger he gets. But, you know, with Caleb Beasley, you actually got to see him practice. You got to see him run around a little bit. Do you see him as like that physical corner that Ohio State is going to be going after? I think he could develop into that and i know he is uh he is um he's progressing in, in the physical the physicality of the yeah. game and sort of the bump and run uh, being able to cover uh man-to-man and, um, and press coverage um when we saw him out here he that day he had brandon ennis yeah. arnold tate santana fleming anthony brown i mean five stars and high four stars so he i mean to be honest it was an up and down camp for him which i think was good for him mm-hmm. found out what's a what's a um Took some lessons away from that uh, going up against that competition and he is he's gained about 18 20 pounds over the past uh past year in their program he's up to i think 6'2 6'2 173 pounds um i was told and he had the one thing you notice about him is that length yeah he's very long he could wind up being that physical corner and this is a huge year for him i mean the the staff the buckeye staff has basically told him this is your first year as a full-time starter we want to see you progress we want you to put good sophomore tape uh out there to see if to see if you would be sort of ohio state worthy right state caliber Uh, obviously for those of you who don't know lipscomb again is trent dilfer's sort of mini version of img or that's what he's trying to build it into they they actually took offense to the img comparison of course they're like actually no we're we're trying to build something completely different so everything's the same there's nothing new under the sun right What, what made it different what, what is the selling point that Lipscomb is different than IMG? Well, IMG is known as a football factory. I don't think they have any bones. I think that they're pretty open about that. And, um, but they're Lipscomb, also a tennis factory, a golf factory, <laughs> a baseball factory, basketball factory. Is right. hockey the only one they no, play? I don't think they play hockey at, right. at IMG. Um, Lipscomb, though, they, they, their big motto is we're a human development program, masses of football, football team or uh, okay. something similar to that. I can dig it. I mean – it is. It's a good sales pitch. Yeah, it's a good sales pitch. And I mean, talking to like over a dozen people down there on record, off record, it's kind of hard to, I know it like sounds hokey because maybe it is a little, little corny or whatever, but I mean, it's hard to argue with the fact that they've all bought in to yeah. what they're building. Whether or not you think it's corny or not doesn't really matter when they're the ones buying Yeah, but it. we're in a building that has like tough love, the chase, the grind, all these things over the years. Those corny slogans are what bring people together. Zach, do you get the sense... You know, Ohio State has certain schools that it likes to pluck guys from. St. John Bosco. Um, you look at Bishop Gorman, IMG at times. Uh, 
couple schools down by Miami, do you get the sense that the Ohio State staff has done a really nice job building those relationships? To They're not idiots. They know that certain schools produce guys. They've got to have, you know, their toes in the water at, at various schools. Do you get the sense that they've built good relationships at Lipsum? I, I love that you asked that because that's exactly what I, I think could happen, what I was curious about heading down there because, I mean, they have they've built relationships, strong relationships in that building. I mean, Riley Jeffers is an Ohio State assistant coach in his first year here. And he uh, he was on the Lipscom staff last year uh, for a full season. I know uh, it do, it does seem like something's building there. It's that's what I was wondering is Ohio State hasn't done great at IMG or Modern Day in the past. And I'm wondering as the in 2024 and 2025 and, and beyond, Lipscom's going to start producing some SEC level guys, some Big Ten, ACC level guys as their program grows because um, you can see the infrastructure they're building and. I, I do think that if, if that if that program does continue to grow in that in that manner, I do think that we could see Ohio State using that as a school to um, start uh, building building some roots in. Yeah, and I'm kind of kidding about the dinosaur thing with Trent Dilfer, obviously, but you know him and Ryan Day have actually developed a very good relationship over the last few years. Trent Dilfer is kind of the one that helped get C.J. Stroud into this building, so I mean there is some sort of you know tit for tat happening there between the programs, and that's just part of building a successful program and you know you mentioned schools that are around the country the Buckeyes recruit from winning programs period they recruit kids that are used to winning because that mindset travels with you um, Buford Georgia is one of the schools Ohio State has recruited from Harry Miller's from there Buckeyes were recruiting Jake Pope the safety from Buford who just committed to Alabama on Monday night the, the Crimson Tide had a spot for him I don't think Ohio State Uh, was willing to jump on that situation yet because, as we've talked about on this show, on the Letterman Lounge message forums on on the website, this is a two-person race now at safety for Ohio State. There's two more guys. It's Xavier Wampa at Zion Branch. And, you know, we've talked about Jacoby Matthews. We've talked about a number of other names at safety over the last few months. But Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It keeps staying with the same two, and it's at this point, it's Xavier Wanpa, it's Zion Branch, or bust. Yeah, and I'm wondering if they're 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 very confident. I know that they're going to get at least one of those guys, if not both, despite uh, despite Notre Dame being a heavy factor with with Xavier and uh, USC seem to be trending for uh, for Zion. Do you think the fact that they're waiting this long, maybe they're backing themselves into a corner? I mean, because then we might have to go go to an in-state option like Delian Bradley or something down the line? No, I mean, I, I think that there's two ways to look at it. There's obviously going to be the people who say the Buckeyes aren't recruiting anyone else. They feel good. There's other people who say the Buckeyes are losing momentum with those guys and, and they f- should feel bad. But the simple truth is, if you look at the Ohio State football roster, only Josh Proctor leaves the program as a safety after this season. So there's not a, a dire need at the position. Uh, they've recruited it very well the last two years. And now you go out and you aggressively pursue Xavier Wampa and Zion Branch because they're the perfect fit for what you want to do in this defense. They're not going to go out. And again, the same thing that we talked about quarterback. They're not going to recruit players 
that aren't good enough to play at Ohio State. And that's that's the standard you have to live, to, live up to. You take your home run swing. I mean, every we see programs, well, we see units at Ohio State take home run swings. We, we, they, always, they usually hit one at defensive end. They usually hit one at quarterback, wide receiver, they've been hitting home runs. It's time for the safeties. They've tried with a Minka Fitzpatrick, with a, with a Jordan Battle. It's time for the safeties. They hit one with Josh Proctor, I think, if we see his production on the field this year. It's time that the safeties take another crack, take another swing. If you miss, you go back to the drawing board, you do it again in 23. You're not going to recruit guys that that aren't Ohio State worthy, but at the same time, you're not going to be out-recruited for the guys you really want. There is no possible way to recruit against Ohio State right now if you're trying, if you're another school trying to recruit Xavier Wampa and Zion Branch. It's impossible because you cannot use the priority card. Ohio State has turned down multiple 100 safeties in the country to, to focus in on these two guys. And so I think there's no way to really out recruit what Ohio State's strategy is with these guys. If they have a change, of, if they have a, an, a decision and it's not Ohio State, you took the hardest possible swing pot that you could and you go back to the drawing board. Can, can I ask you something? I'd I mean, love to. Thank, yes. thank you for allowing me yes. to ask this question. Uh, so I know you, you talked uh, in one of the practice reports recently about um, uh, Ohio State's two safety. Uh, two safety look mm-hmm. and how it could well three help. yeah they're dropping yeah. three out there most of the time yeah I mean we know we know Xavier's not making a decision uh, until the fall after he takes visits to Notre Dame Ohio State and I think Texas A&M um, and I, I'm pretty sure Zion's in the same same boat so how how crucial do you think this fall is for them to see how, how big of a of a deal is it for them to see that plan in motion see that it can actually can actually be I mean, I think it's like with it's like with Ty Lockwood or or you know any of these other t- the tight ends that are waiting to see how Ohio State uses Jeremy Record. There's a it's easy to come out and talk to kids and bring them into the building and say this is how we're going to do things. It's harder to put it on the tape and say, look, this is exactly what we told you we were going to do, and now we're doing it. And so with Ohio State the, having the bullet out there at the same time as a free safety and a deep safety, uh, you know, moving a guy into the slot, moving guy, that's, that's, that's the plan. That is the defensive plan. And, you know, we talked for the last couple of years, we mocked the idea of the bullet position, essentially, that it wasn't a real thing. Uh, now it is. And so that is the plan. That's why they brought in Kai Stokes, Xavier Wampa, and Zion Branch on the same weekend for their official visits in the first week of June to say, this is, this is you three. This is your role. Um, and yeah, these kids are going to want to see it in action. And here's the thing that I think is interesting. Spencer, you talk about taking those swings. And if you do miss on Xavier Wampa and you do miss on Zion Branch in a tiny little way, especially with Wampa, because he would most likely end up at Notre Dame, if not Ohio State, maybe it helps in 23 with Sonny Styles, who wants to play all over the defense and is you know a kid who, in his mind, can play safety as well. So there's a number of moving parts, and you know I, I think that's a, probably a fair spot to end it. I'm going to go see Sonny Styles on Friday uh, as Me. Ohio State. Spencer's going to go as well. Um, <laughs> oh, no, uh, got left I'm, out. I'm left out, man. We're going to go see Sonny Styles at Massillon uh, as Pick Central heads there for their season openers. Saturday, I'm going to go see Tamir Robinson, the linebacker uh, in, Pen- in Pennsylvania, Pittsburgh, Brashear High School. Uh, another player of Ohio State's very, very high on similar style and body shape to Sonny Styles, Style South. What are you doing this week? Uh, I'm going to see Godzilla, the the man that you dubbed Godzilla. I'm going to go see Kenneth Grant, uh, 6'5". Is he 6'5", 350? 6'5", 350 is what he measured in here at Ohio State on June 2nd. And the 5.040 yard dash. But I'm going to see Kenneth Grant. And by happenstance, he's playing uh, Drake Bowen, the five-star linebacker. Um, 
Andrian. Andrian? Mm-hmm. Andrian? Andrian, San Andreas. So uh, we're doing, I'm going to Was see that them. The Rock's worst movie? He's had some pretty bad movies. Tooth Fairy. Uh, Tooth Fairy was awesome. No. If I no, said the game not. plan, would that just ruin everything? What? <laughs> the Mummy. The Mummy. <laughs> I mean, the that. Mummy? The Scorpion King. Is that what you meant? He's in all those movies. <laughs> he's, yeah, he's, he's in every movie. Excellent use but, of our time. But anyway, yeah, I'm going to see them. Uh, for, uh, the Rock? To talk you want to, to see Trey. The Rock? I, w- I wish. I just, uh, just to right. kind of pick his brain about what... Ohio State has not offered here. Drake Bowen. He's the number one ranked linebacker in the country, according to some people in the class of 2023. He's, uh, a, I think, a consensus five-star across the board. Another kid that plays baseball, sort of one of these tweener body styles. I just don't think Ohio State's seen enough. They wanted him to come here and camp this summer. He wasn't able to as he was working on his baseball schedule and seeing other visits. He's down to five schools. Um Notre Dame, Clemson, Indiana, two others. Yeah, I, I, I don't know. I just remember those. Um, but he's a really interesting player to watch, and I think that he's a kid that I mean, Ohio State did have a, a couple preliminary conversations with him but never made a move, and especially right now at linebacker. They're trying to figure out exactly what Sonny Styles' future is. You have a guy like Tamir Robinson that they're really in on, and then uh, you go from there. So um, what do you got? Anything else? No. What do you got? Nothing? You done? Yeah, okay. We're Unless gonna, we wanted to do the perfect ending, but no, we could save not that. Not on this one. We're, we're going to leave. That's the end. Bye. Madness is here. Say goodbye to busted brackets because FanDuel lets you bet on every game of the tournament. Whether you're betting on a big upset or a one seed, it's time to go dancing on America's number one sports book. Right now, new customers get $200 in bonus bets if your first $5 bet wins on FanDuel. That's 200 bucks to use on point spreads, money lines. You can even pick who's going to win it all. Just visit FanDuel.com on3 and bet on college hoops until they cut down the nets. Must be 21 and older and present in select states. First online real money wager only. $10 first deposit required. Bonus issued as non-withdrawable bonus. Bets that expire seven days after receipt. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. FanDuel is offering online sports wagering in Kansas under an agreement with Kansas Star Casino, LLC. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit fanduel.com slash RG in Colorado, Iowa, Michigan, New Jersey, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Illinois, Kentucky, Tennessee, Virginia, and Vermont. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP or text NEXTSTEP to 53342 in Arizona, 1-888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org slash chat in Connecticut, 1-800-9-WITH-IT in Indiana, 1-800-522-4700 or visit ksgamblinghelp.com. Dot com in Kansas, one eight seven 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 zero stop in Louisiana. Visit mdgamblinghelp.org in Maryland. Visit one eight hundred gambler.net in West Virginia or call one eight hundred five two two four seven zero zero in Wyoming. Hope is here. Visit gamblinghelpline ma.org or call eight hundred three two seven fifty fifty four twenty four seven support in Massachusetts or call one eight seven seven eight hope. NY or text HOPE NY in New York.